0: perspective shifting yeah that someone next to me that someone that's my age my age right is putting their whole his whole family on his back that he doesn't even have yet yeah hello everyone on this episode of overdue you and myself sat down for a conversation reflecting on my past weekend last saturday i attended a latin hip-hop concert by eladio with my close friend jose we talked about how i stumbled into spanish and land culture how i met jose and our thoughts on getting out of our own comfort zones. We closed identifying that Jose is for his future kids, what our grandfathers were for us. Thank you, and I hope you guys all enjoy. Welcome to Overdue, where we cover the stories of certified project starters and ambitious entrepreneurs, from college students to accomplished professionals. Well, I'll fill you in a little bit. Um,
1: yeah, let's hear about your weekend.
0: Okay, yeah, so... I actually had a really fun weekend. I'm not gonna lie. Fam- family reveal was a lot of fun. And then Saturday night, I went to, I'll say his name, but I get, well, for, for the audience, it's worth it. Um, but his name is Alario Carrion, uh, Latin hip hop artist. So, like, you've heard of Bad Bunny, right? Yeah. Bad Bunny's m- kind of more of like reggaeton, or it's like more whatever. ladio Carrion is more like rap, just like in Spanish, but also with elements of reggaeton and like, more like exotic beats and that type of stuff and it was so much fun like it was it was the first concert i've ever been to and there were just so many moments of it just being surreal in so many ways especially because okay how do i want to frame this a little context i went with one of my closest friends jose jose is a dj came here from venezuela when he's 17. the opener comes out his name is big soto and like me and jose have been talking about this like for months because like we're just like so excited for it right First artist, I was, like, name is Big Soto. And he, he's actually from Venezuela. So, like, I'm in the crowd. I'm seeing all these, like, Venezuelan flags, like, just being, like, shaken or whatever. And, I, oh, my, like, the amount of energy in that room was just, like, r- ridiculous. And then I, like, turned to Jose. And, like, he's, like, singing every single lyric. And he's just like, I love my country, brother. I love my country. And, bro, it was just. I don't know. I've never felt that before. Where where was the concert? I'm just trying to get a feel of like how it was uh, in downtown Chicago. It was in the Aragon Ballroom.
1: Okay, yeah, I know that. You yeah, know where that is? Yeah,
0: yeah. Jack Harlow had a concert there. It's like Did it's you go?
1: vibes though, because it's like you you were probably on the floor, right? Yeah, yeah. So if you're on the floor, it's really nice because I mean it's just fun.
0: <sighs> nah, I'm like looking up into the stands and like okay, you, you've been there, right? Yeah. So it's basically like the standing room, whatever. Yeah. And then on top there's the uh, where other people are sitting, and I'm, like, looking up there. I'm, like, seeing the, what are, like, the Constellations, like, murals on the, like, the whatever. Yeah,
1: because it's it's kind of, like, a... It's kind of,
0: like, an older feel. It's,
1: like, a... I think it was probably originally used for, like, plays and stuff. It was stuff. an old
0: ballroom, I think.
1: Uh, that probably makes sense, but, yeah. yeah.
0: But then, like, you're seeing people, like, shout over the, like, over the railings and everything. Yeah. And, like, you just... I, I'm walking by. I'm seeing people crying because there's just such a spectrum of emotions with the songs. And, like, oh, my... Like, oh, it was it was very very interesting i just remember like looking to my right and like seeing how i like he's like but it's like so beautiful brother it's so beautiful that's
1: like that's like cool to hear because when you think of like concerts um i've 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 been to a concert before but it's been obviously like an english artist or like a rap artist Mm -hmm. and there's no emotion to it everyone's just like screaming and like singing along but yeah it's very like at least from what you're telling me it's very different when it comes to like latin hip-hop or latin rap
0: That's very interesting. I'm gonna need to think about that whenever I go to like a rap concert because it wasn't. I didn't really get like a like degenerate enjoyment vibe.
1: Yeah. Well, well, here it was
0: just love. Like, well,
1: you think you think it's because of what the songs talk about? Let's think about like. No,
0: those songs are like all. There's a lot of trap.
1: Okay. There's a lot of
0: emotions. Like there's like gunshots. Like yeah, like like, like
1: similar to American rap. Yes. Yeah.
0: But the feel of everything was so different or maybe there was that but it was just it was more like community oriented everybody there shared yeah. like shares in a culture too but you don't really get that with rap as much yeah or may, you don't really get that with Taylor Swift or maybe like maybe you do to an extent but because everybody's just so used to it yeah but within within like a latin concert everybody is in almost like their own little community already and there's just oh, oh god it was so it was also Really interesting. I walk in. I'm like, come around. There's like 2,000 people there. I did not see another white person there the whole time. Really? Yeah. Wow. Which was very interesting because I'm not used to that, right? Yeah, <laughs> like at, at all. And Jose is like, 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 oh, you like, you feel this? Like, this is exactly what I feel whenever I'm around your friends. I'm like, damn. I'm like, I've never, I like, cause it's like one thing to kind of empathize. But actually, be in that situation because I'm walking by, I'm seeing people do double takes like the whole time because Eladio isn't like a mainstream like like Latin artist, right? He's He's not like more of a.
1: He's not like Bad Bunny, J Balvin. Those are like mm -hmm. the ones that everyone knows.
0: So yeah, and I'm getting these looks, but it was cool. Like none of them were from like it was just like whoa, whoa, why are you here type of thing, but like oh my god, it was beautiful though, and it really made me think. What's up?
1: No, no no, continue, continue. No,
0: nah, I was gonna go on a tangent. What were you about to say?
1: Okay, no, I just wanted to like backtrack for everyone listening, like why why why'd you like get into Spanish music? I know like like I've known Austin for a while. He has, his phone is in Spanish, like he's like very much trying to trying to learn like Spanish and the whole Latin culture in a in a respectful way. Not like not <laughs> not in a bad way, but just like why don't why do you tell tell the audience about like that?
0: Like, why did I get interested in in the beginning?
1: Yeah, yeah, and that obviously ended up and like where did your interest for like Latin music come from?
0: Hmm. Well, I think I'll backtrack a little bit more and my interest in Spanish. Okay. In general, I remember I was always in elementary school, <laughs> bro. We always we always bring up grammar in elementary school. Um, well, that's um, where it all
1: starts, right? So yeah, makes and
0: sense. I was doing well in Spanish, and then like. You just uh,
1: Spanish in elementary school?
0: Yeah, I was talking to my parents about it. And they're like, "Oh, like you can roll your R's, like that means you're like, pretty good." And I'm like, "Oh, I'm like, Sh-. you know what I mean? Like maybe I should like take this a little seriously." So then, like, I went through a little phase, of, like I actually studied, and then like sixth, seventh grade, I like kind of just said whatever. But then I got to high school, and I was just so like locked, locked in on grades that I was just so locked in on my classes. So I just naturally became good at Spanish, right? Like, okay. Very good at the like. Seeing it as a language, not as much like in conversation, but like just getting hundreds on tests.
1: Right. You were like making sure the grammar was correct, the mm-hmm. voc- the vocab was correct, but not speaking it yeah. as much. I could yeah. not
0: speak it at all. Yeah. Then I get to COVID and the summer of COVID. And I'm just like, well, I have all this time. I'm like, I felt like such like a bomb in the summer. I'm like, what, what should I do? Right. Because I have all this time. So, I'm like going to the gym, I'm doing all this. I'm like, I might as well pick up some other stuff to get a little structure. So, then every single day in the summer, I spent an hour or two listening to a Bad Bunny song. I literally looked up. The first one was Mia. Like, you've heard Mia, right? I think everyone's heard Mia. That's where I'm like, I gotta start somewhere. Mia, letra, yeah. which is like just lyrics, go through. I write down all the words I don't know. I'm singing like each refrain, like, after every time. Just in my room, my parents' messages were like, what is he doing, right? Cause it was just terrible, but then just slowly get a little better, get a little better. And then maybe I was at a party and I could have a conversation with somebody because my friend brought his cousin that barely speaks English, right? Have a conversation with him. And then from there, it's like, once you start to get better at something, you enjoy doing it more because you're good at it and you're given recognition for being good at it. Right. So, I mean, then just spirals and then I meet Jose my senior year. And, okay, I'm giving a very long-winded answer to this, but I guess this is, like, the whole timeline for it. I meet Jose in my, like, junior, senior year. We go play baseball. He plays all of his music, and I'm just, like, like oh, like, like this is – I just see, like, the love for life that, like, that culture shares because he came here from Venezuela, and it's just – he'd be on two hours of sleep and just smiling ear to ear and, like, outpacing me on energy when I already thought I had it, Right. I'm just like, like this is something I love to be around, and in order to be around it, I ha- kind of have to be a part of it a little bit, or I want to seek to understand it. So, keep learning more Latin songs every now and then, and then keep hanging out with Jose more, and then here we are, where I can I'm keeping my phone in Spanish, just frequent exposure to it, and booking those tickets is like kind of a, I don't know, like you talk about it, like oh, I'm gonna go to this concert, but then actually like. Book them. Spend the hundred dollars on it. Is like okay. Like I'm going. I'm going. Yeah. And then even like the week of, I'm like, like am I? Am I still? You know what I mean? Like this is gonna be awkward. Maybe it's a little weird. I'm gonna get looks. Maybe because I'm different. And then I go and like, damn, like it was so worth it. But yeah, that's an incredibly long winded answer and just why I got started and also like why I kept going with it.
1: Yeah. No. I mean, that's what I wanted to hear. I feel like I. As far as I know, your interest in Spanish is that your phone is in Spanish. And this is a tangent, but one of my friends saw your thing in Spanish, and he put his phone in Spanish, too. Really? Um, You might have met him at PCT Social Night. Or do you remember Chad? Uh, yeah. Yeah.
0: I do. He put his phone in Spanish?
1: <laughs> yeah, because yesterday, or no, Friday during class, I, I was like going through his phone, because like we he was showing me something on Instagram, and it said, and it was all in Spanish, and I was like, why? Why do you have this? He was like, "Oh yeah, Austin had it. I thought it was cool." Like, I'm trying to get better at my Spanish too. So. That's actually so sick. But, yeah. That that's. Sick. I just wanted to tell you that because I I remembered it when you right now.
0: But that's so interesting. Like you never, I and mean, yeah, that's a whole different theme of, you never. There's so many people that are watching what you do, but they like you just never know. Yeah. Right. Like even with this podcast. Yeah. It's like maybe someone. The majority of people that don't leave comments like. They'll just maybe like stuff, but, like, if they, they don't really interact with it, right? The majority
1: like, of them scroll past, right? Or exactly. they'll watch it and then scroll past. But they but still yeah.
0: watched it, yeah. though. And then when you see them in person, they're like, oh, I saw this. I really yeah. like this. Or, like, I saw that reel with, like, Malar or whoever maybe." be. And you're like, huh? Like, <laughs> what? You know about this? Yeah. And, it's and like, you just never know how you affect people. Yeah. That's That's awesome. No, yeah. That's um, awesome. That's awesome.
1: But, so, yeah, now you've, like, learned, like, now you're still learning, but mm-hmm. now you've, like, started to practice your Spanish more. Mm-hmm. You have this experience because you, you're so interested in Spanish. How else has it kind of, like, helped you to have learned Spanish? Or just just taking an interest in learning something as hard as another language?
0: Why did I start? No,
1: how has it, like, also helped you other than just, like,
0: just like, trying, okay. new,
1: trying new things, like, going to a concert in a different language? um somewhere where you don't fit in, whatever Mm -hmm. it might be.
0: I think it's a nice skill to have because you can connect with more people. And that goes into what we were all talking about. Yeah. But I also think it falls into the umbrella of starting something becomes a habit. Yeah. And because I went out of my comfort zone with that and I really took it upon myself to learn something I knew nothing about, that also was, I mean, I've kind of kept this habit up for a while, but I started I like solve Rubik's cubes when I was young, and then I want to be the best. At what I don't know what phases do I go through? Then I get obsessed with the gym, and I want to learn everything when I don't know anything. And then I'm, then Spanish of just not knowing anything, but okay, I want to get started. I want to learn. I'm gonna do this, and then here with the podcast, oh, I don't know how to video edit. Let me do this. So I think it was a brick in the foundation of just the habit of learning things when you don't know anything about them. And I think it helped reinforce that a lot. Yeah, it also cool. helps with jo- like I mean, just basic stuff like jobs and other. Yeah, terms. but yeah. Those but are, also, yeah. that's so we- that's so interesting though because I put on a all of this only accounts for co- conversational in Spanish on a resume.
1: Yeah, I mean, you're not fluent, right? So, well, oh, those all those
0: terms are so loose. You know what i mean because someone will say they're conversational but then i'll start to have a conversation with them and I'm like huh
1: my resume says i'm conversational in spanish but are you i took conversational spanish in high school okay. um <laughs> i also took ap got a five but damn boy um so you were nice i've been there. taking spanish since like seventh grade so i took okay. six years of spanish okay okay but i'm better than most people probably worse than you but could you have
0: like a conversation like that?
1: It would be like a broken conversation that would need to go slow. But if I like had a conversation with a native Spanish speaker, um, that was very like fast, pa- like not even fast paced. We're saying fast paced because English is more of a slower language, I think. Mm-hmm. But like in their in the in the pace that Spanish is spoken, it I would probably not be able to like keep up.
0: Yeah, yeah. Cause like I don't mean to be. But I gave, like, a ton of, like, impromptu speeches in Spanish in high school. Like, just, like, where? Just, like, off the dome of me, like, (laughs) talking about something. Off the (laughs) dome?
1: Like, like you're just, like, in the lunchroom and you just, like, give a No, no, no,
0: like, in my Spanish class. As well as, like, even now, there were some songs there that I knew, like, every single lyric to. Oh, okay. Or I was talking to Jose in Spanish the whole night, you know? But that still only counts for conversational on a resume, yeah, which is which is fine. It just depends how much you care about like what what a resume says about you.
1: What would you like Well you keep you keep saying like still only conversational. What would you like have wanted it to be like?
0: I guess this goes into like the bigger picture of you could put in like hours and hours and hours and like really, really learn a skill, but it only accounts for two words on a resume. Oh, okay. Think about it with, like a major. Yeah. Or a minor, you put in like six classes, like hours, weeks, like a whole semester, like multiple semesters on this thing you're learning, and then it's only two words on a resume. That someone just reads, and then you know.
1: Yeah, but majors and minors hold a lot more weight than conversational. No, exams. no, no, they do. But they yeah, do. I know they what you do. mean.
0: I'm just getting into more of a. So how much? Why? Okay, I guess how I'm how I frame that in my mind is. Don't just do things for a resume. Yeah. Because then, at the end of the day, it's just two words on a piece of paper. Yeah. If you don't want to do them, don't do things you don't want to do just so they're on your resume. Because at the end of the day, they're just like two words. That so basically,
1: say. don't do something for your resume. Do it if you're interested in it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: That that's ultimately what that would like all compile into. Yeah. But nah, nah It was, bro. Okay, sorry. I just keep thinking about, like, Jose. So I've had some conversations with Jose, though, about him living back in Venezuela. I can't even fathom. Like, when he was 17, what were we doing 17? We were COVID? COVID. We were, right? Yeah, think about when we were in COVID. Like, if you had just been living in a whole different country your whole life. And then imagine during COVID, at the end of COVID, you just got dropped in a, I don't know, Colombia without your family. And you just have to live. You don't know how you're going to make money. You don't know where you're living. You don't even have like papers yet necessarily. You're just living there. It's like, whoa.
1: Is that the story of of Jose? Mm -hmm. Wait, so if you don't mind sharing, can you
0: like- I don't know how he came here. Okay. But he's ultimately here by himself. He has his two sisters that don't, he has a really bad relationship with because he's a DJ. And they want him to be like studying, like right. he is in school, but like he makes good money from DJing, and he they and, like wanted- he's on the up, and it's so it's so cool to see, because yeah. he's talking to like the major club producers in the city now, yeah. for nights and. But like,
1: they, but they want him to be like a doctor, lawyer, or like just something professional,
0: or something that's seen as more stable, the successful route,
1: stable or successful, yeah, yeah, yeah fine, the safe, whatever, yeah, yeah.
0: But all of his family's in Venezuela, so so he just like got his bag and now lives alone no he still lives with them like he's okay. oh okay he lives He's with them. working but okay when it comes to he wait are we talking about him now or when he got like when he got here when he was 17
1: well both are they different like is he living yeah up? okay
0: well I'll... came here when he was 17 like no school okay like just started working doing instacart do you know what instacart is yeah yeah, yeah. that's how it's i like met
1: doordash him. right Kind, of, yeah. it's close enough yeah
0: just started doing instacart um and that's what he's been doing and then he also works at amazon he works Amazon night shifts, eight hours, What's and then DJs up. in the night. He sleeps two hours a night. I'm not Wait, even so kidding. during the day he works Instacart, at night and now now he does DJing during the day. Oh, okay,
1: before before before, like this is when he first came mm-hmm. here. Okay,
0: he was doing Instacart for a while, then he got into the DJ game, just because they have like they have such a feel for music, you know. And now he DJs at night, and then he works Amazon overnight. Okay. He wait, act- wait, wait. She so, actually sleeps, like, two hours a day. Still? Yes. What the... Oh, my God. Because... Well, and I, like... And I, I get, I, like,
1: six hours, and I'm like, huh, I wish no, I had I ten.
0: But imagine how, how differently wired your brain would be if you lived some, in a different country your whole life. And this feels yeah. like paradise. Yeah, that's because true. Because he said it feels like that. Because it's just... you take We take so much for granted Yeah, that we have. Like, think about, like, right now, we're recording this in... An apartment building in our college town that's 40,000 kids that our tuition is, like, four, like th- what, 40,000 a year? Yeah. It's like, ah. Like, and then there's people in, like, cl- like, uh, like Venezuela. that He told me at his age they were making $2 a month. When he was there because of all the hyperinflation that was going on. Yeah. Like, they were working 40-hour work weeks. They're actually, no, working more than 40-hour work weeks and then making $2 per month. And that's all you had to yeah. spend on food, so people are just eating animals in the streets. And then this is when his parents sent him there, sent him here, sent him here. Yeah, and that's, that's just... why when like Big Soto is on there and everyone's shaking Venezuelan flags, that he they everyone gets so emotional because they're like, this guy made it out. Is that well, why? Yeah. Well, that that's a part of it, right? Yeah. It's just like I, I do not I think about that sometimes, and I just can't. Even I can't imagine it. And that, like there's again like some some experiences you just can't understand unless you lived it. Yeah. Or you've seen it.
1: I mean I I've like seen I've like seen it a little bit. When I go to India, India's like that. But I like see I see a masked version of it because the family I have in India is not necessarily like the ones making two dollars
0: up. Have you ever anything. seen anything? Have you ever seen um has there ever been a moment you've seen that kind of, like, like shocked you? Yeah,
1: there's a lot of, like... It's just, like, normal for, like, people in India to be... India is so dirty. Like, okay, well, maybe it's clean now. I haven't been there in a while. But it, it's it's pretty dirty. Well, dirty is relative, right? We're coming mm-hmm. from the United States. D-dirt, it's pretty dirty. Um, And it's just, like, normal for, like little kids and like people of like lower class in India just be walking around without shoes and like I'm just like wow what like everyone here who I see has like some pair of shoes and most people who we see have like a nice pair of Nike shoes or whatever it might be and like there it's like you there you can buy like fake Nike shoes for like five dollars but like they just like can't afford it and it's just like a normal thing to be walking around barefoot and their feet are like completely black from like all the dirt and their like faces have dust and everything, and people. Okay, also the other thing in India is like everyone has a servant in India. Um, that 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 stuff like still goes on in India. You have like a maid and a servant, and you pay them like very very little money. They make they make like
0: barely anything. Who that, are, who is a stereotypical servant? As in what a like age, like.
1: Well, if your family is like a servant a lot of times like you're just gonna end up in that path so like when i went to india last time i remember like so this was back when like my grandma was still alive um she had a house in india and she used to have a second house outside which was like a hut it was damn near a shed um for it was probably smaller than this like room right here um and it was for the whole family of servants. Um, and in there, there was like the dad, mom, two daughters, and a son. And one of the daughters was married, and that married-in son was also living there. And they had a kid. And so, what is that? Like eight people living in that tiny house. And they're all there. Other than the kid, everyone was a servant. Whether it be the the men were like drivers for the family, or like the women would like come clean and cook and like all of that. And all the time, they just have to like live live there and because they lived for free they didn't get paid by us Damn. and that's just like a normal thing in india so Damn. i i I don't know if it's still that normal mm-hmm. but it was just a normal thing like every like everyone has servants in india like wow well, and it i just because the population is so much that like there's not that many jobs i mean there's a billion people for a country that's Arguably second world. I mean, it should be first world, but that's a conversation. For that's a whole time. different conversation. But if there's too many people, not enough jobs, so then people end up having to do that just to like have a place to
0: live. Damn. Damn. So but, I mean, it's probably similar. But the majority of people in America never see that.
1: Okay, yeah. Because it's, what's what what's Americans' vision of Indian people? Because like the Indians that make it out of India are, are like generally the top 1% of India probably even lower right damn because really? yeah i mean if you think about it like is it well what gets you out getting into like iit or something which is harder which is like there's a stat where like that it's like the indian institute of technology which is like they're like best engineering school mm-hmm. um and there's a stat that that school is like 80 times harder to get into than harvard um wow just because just like by- just uh, by acceptance numbers. rates? Yeah, by acceptance rates. Um and by like numbers
0: just cuz I mean
1: there's so many people in India. Um
0: how do they determine who gets in?
1: Yeah, so like here there's essays, so like a 3.2 GPA might be able to get in over 3.7 or whatever. Uh there, it's, it's just it, pure it's, IQ. It's yeah, it's pure IQ. It's just they, eugenics? You, you know what the test is called? So my uncle got into IIT. He went there and everything and um I think two of my uncles did. I don't know actually, but they, they call the test the competition. Um, and you're like ranked on the thing. And there's like thousands of kids who take it. And like they like all still remember their number um, in the whole country. As an IQ? As, well, as, or is in, it relative as in how ranking? well you scored on that test. Okay. Um, so like they remember their ranking in all of India of all the kids that took that test. And like top these kids, will, like the top thousand kids will get in um, or whatever it might be. What percent does that look like? Well, they said it was like 80 times harder than Harvard. Harvard's like, what, 4%? So. Wow. It's like.
0: .03. Did you say your uncles did it? Three. What? Did you say your uncles took it? Yeah, two of them got it. Do in. they know what they got? Um, or do you know what they got?
1: I don't know their score, but they were ranked. One was 630. Oh, wait, no, this is not my uncle. This is a professor at UIC because my grandpa taught at UIC and, and like I, I was talking to him once. He was, like, 630-something out of, like, everyone who took it and, like, top 3,000 get in. Jesus. But there's, like, tens of thousands of people who take it. Um, probably wow. probably close to 100,000 people who take it just because there's a billion people in India, so... Is that what gets you out? That doesn't necessarily get or you out, but it's, like, people who have a degree from that school, like, the whole, the whole world knows how good that school is. Like, even here, like, you can easily get a job anywhere in the world with like an engineering degree from that school. And then also I think the the rich Indians can make it here. Um, the ones who are like super rich in India, like you'll see international kids here, like how much money they have. Like it takes money to come out. Um, they'll come here, come to school and then they'll get a job here after and live here. But I don't, I don't call that the typical Indian that makes it here just because, well, this goes for any country just because, you're doing that because your parents were very wealthy in India. The ones who are doing it because they like studied for that exam. And like my my uncle used to study 15 hours a day. And like my this is my mom's family. 15, 15 hours a day. And this I heard
0: the number and then I actually thought about it. Yeah. And
1: I'm like Whoa. 15 hours a day. And my mom, this is from my mom's family. And they were so poor in India that they didn't have, they didn't have light. So he used to sit at the street lamp and study like he used to he used to sit by the window which had light from the street lamp and he used to have his book there like that and he used to and he studied for that um for that exam and that's like that's the grinders that make it out and then there's like the other side of people and those are people i respect that make it out but damn damn man
0: yeah now now
1: it's become easier i think this is more like 20 30 years uh, ago did you say that was your uncle yeah
0: what's crazy is Imagine you in his shoes doing that. Yeah, I, it's just life. You know I, mean, I mean,
1: we were. It's because I, I mean, I was raised in like such a different way. There's no way I have the work ethic to do that. Um, no, I know. Wow. And it's like the backgrounds you 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 grow up in. I mean, this goes back to what we were saying about like about like growing up in Venezuela. Two dollars is like two dollars a month. Imagine if me and you were doing something like that. We just couldn't because of like how we were raised no, exactly. in the U.S.
0: Like. Exactly and it's just you mean you get callous by your circumstances yeah there's uh, there's one conversation this will be the last thing, and then we'll wrap it up, but there is one conversation I had with Jose that's kind of always stuck with me, so talking about whatever and it had been brought up like how long like how many generations my family's been here, mm-hmm. and it's been four, right and I always have conversations within the family like, oh like. Like, grandpa, like, really, or great-grandpa, like, really worked really hard. Like, he came here from, where was it? Like, Italy or, like, wherever it may be. And, like, you know, was, like, put put, put everything on the line. Didn't know what was going to be next. And we all would talk about him with, like, all this respect. Of like, like, wow, he's the reason our family is set up so well, right? But I can't picture him because I never knew him. So it kind of, it doesn't seem real to me. But I had a conversation with Jose once. And then it clicked in my head. I'm like he's that for his family. Yeah. And I
1: like his grandkids are going to look at yeah. look at him like that. And I'm,
0: and that is just when I, I damn, damn, bro. That's crazy. I'm actually crying right now. But thinking about that was so perspective shifting. Yeah. That someone next to me that's someone that's my age my age, right? is putting their whole his whole family on his back that he doesn't even have yet. Yeah. And that they're he's going to be remembered for them at at some point.
1: Yeah, that that that's how That's like how your great grandfather did it, right? That's how But I that doesn't seem yeah, real to me. Because you've never seen it, right? But now you're seeing it firsthand and you're like damn, this is hard. Like whatever. Yeah. Like yeah.
0: It's just it's I don't know. Like everything in the past you th- you hear about it, so so abstract, it doesn't seem real. Yeah. You know, when you look at black and white photos, it doesn't seem real. Yeah. But to see the see history unfold in front of you, is just, whoa. Yeah.
1: No, I'd whoa. love I'd love to talk to him because like I'm, oh he's so funny. Yeah. Like, I'm
0: talking about him in like this like really like serious way, but he's also like such like a goofball. <laughs>
1: like and that's how it should be though. No, I know uh-huh. he's
0: a, he's a great kid with a great heart.
1: Yeah. Because I mean the person in my family for that was like my grandpa, and I talked to him like so much like this. This morning, my dad like sent me a picture of me when I was like six where I had to like interview someone I look up to and it was me and here, I'll show you the picture. It was me and him like sitting on the couch and like my like tiny self, like sitting next to him, <laughs> like interviewing him with a clipboard and everything. And it was just like, it was just like, I, now that I'm like reflecting on him, like, wow, that was, that, he was, he was that for our family. Um, and, like, he's the reason that our family was, like, so established now. That's
0: actually, that's so hard. I know. It, that's, that's awesome.
1: Yeah. If, if hear, I'll describe the picture. It's, like, a vintage picture of, like, me and my grandpa sitting across from each other on the couch. I'm probably, like, six or seven in it. And, like, <laughs> there with a clipboard taking notes for, like, my interview in class. And, Damn. yeah, this guy, this guy's, like, the reason our family is in the in this country and, like, so established here. And, Damn. Damn. When you get to talk to someone, it's it's obviously not as good as like probably you, or it's different. It's from, different. It's different from you're like experience. You're like seeing someone do it like firsthand, and I'm getting to hear the story firsthand from someone who actually did it. Um, I love yeah. that
0: guy so much. <laughs> <laughs> he look he looks like a G. He yeah, really does. He, he was. But, well, I know you got to study. I got I got a flag football game to go to. Um, so we'll wrap it up here. Yeah. That, that, that was a good one. That, yeah. was, that was a great conversation. Um, but yeah, a little message for our audience that may still be listening. I mean what I would say is just be grateful for the situation you're in and try to put yourself in scenarios that expose you to why you should be grateful. See things, get you get yourself out of your comfort zone where maybe you're the only one in the room that's and you just it's just different. It's different. Yeah. To really empathize and actually understand how people truly feel yeah and one thing
1: that really stuck with me from this episode was like
0: never do it for a resume never never or in other words never do it for external validation yeah like on a more whatever but yeah we'll wrap it here uh thank you guys have a great have a great rest of your day or night